Welcome, everybody, to another week of the Soccer Thread Podcast. As you can tell, I am trying to uh, NPR my voice here um, because my daughter is trying to sleep. And um, I'm going to take the blame for why uh, we're a little short today on the pod. Uh, my daughter has an um, uncanny ability to only nap for 30 minutes. So what I did um, for about 30 minutes... Uh, trying to get her to nap at least an hour is I sat on the floor next to her room watching her monitor. And anytime that binky popped out, I ran right back in. And <laughs> it was uh, it was a, it was a futile um, 30 minutes, but it pushed back the pod a little bit. So we're a little shorthanded, um, but such as there's your, there's your parenting corner for, for the day. I, I mean, in the future, I'm going to need you to not be sitting. I'm going to need you to be in ready position. <laughs> ready position he's been maybe yeah maybe I, if i if only i could have gotten in there faster um i tried to i there was some i tried to anticipate the the binky falling <laughs> yeah. out and it didn't fall out exactly you got to read the play you know. honestly <laughs> um that's that is calling in the swamp that's right and i'm gonna as much as you are trying to npr your voice i'm gonna try to bring the energy up because this is it's freezing in the shed right now it's very cold in the shed uh but this is the reason I have the shed is so that I don't have to NPR my voice, even though my children are similarly, uh, you know, didn't miss some naps today and uh, had, had some rough times. So just just enjoying the shed, enjoying my beer, even though it's cold, getting the maximum enjoyment out of it. I love it. Use use your use your outdoor outdoor voice. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into this. Um, I haven't eaten dinner yet either, so. Uh, let's, let's get into this. Maybe it's a short pod. Maybe it's a long one. I don't know. We really don't know. Um, Colin, give us some emails. All right. Uh, do my Mike Samuels impression. Uh, first of, first off, uh, we have Ryan. <laughs> um, no, I, we have Revs fan wrote in and so, said that losing to NYC FC in penalties sucks. I feel your pain. Um, obviously that is directed towards you. Uh, you know, professor yep. Palmer. Yep. Does that make you feel better that, you know, you that you're not the only team to go down to NYCFC this way. Maybe they feel a little bit like a team of destiny, yada yada yada. Or is it is it no, no solace to you because it was that heartbreaking? Listen, I told you last week. I'm my heart is not broken. Um, I still have that moment, yeah. and I thought about that moment. Listen, you know that uh, you said that I like to romanticize things. True. I watched. I I watched the goal like three or four times again last week um, just <laughs> you know just to buoy my spirits a little bit yeah, so get in there um you know losing in pen sucks um nycfc they they made it all the way through they're good at penalties i guess like i don't know that it sucks but yeah i there's only one team that wins at the end of the season everyone else feels everyone else's pain so that's why Maybe one of the reasons why sports is so great, because I can uh, I can commiserate with uh, with the one Revs fan. So. Yeah, I mean, especially in MLS, right? MLS is like, and even more so since they've shifted to single knockout game knockouts. It's like that's all right. kind of a crapshoot, and you hope your team is the one to get all the breaks and, and catch fire. But only one of whatever it is, 
14 will. Right. So, um, next email is from Pedro. He wants to know. Uh, so, so there's the uh, reports this week. We'll kind of skip ahead of the Premier League, even though he said let's put that at the bottom of the run order because we don't care about it. Um, <laughs> but there's reports this week that the players, or at least some players, some clubs, are pushing the Premier League itself to postpone games in mass, not just reactively from saying, oh, well, a certain team can't field a whole team this week. Like, let's let's push that game. But to say, hey, let's not have any games until after uh, until the new year. Does it, as of our recording, that hasn't happened yet. Uh, but what do you think is the chances that something like that happens, Palmer, that we take another break to this season like we did, um, you know, I don't know what that was, like 15, 18 months ago now, um, you know, the first time around. Is, is it going to get that bad? Um, I, you know, I don't know. I like if Pedro said uh, less than 10%, I think, of this happening. And I would agree with, with Pedro. Like this is... Um, the money is going to make the decision here. And the, the reason why there are so many games during the Christmas season is because it is uh, a great, great moneymaker for the Premier League and, and everyone involved. So um, do I think it could happen or should happen? Maybe. Uh, I don't want to get too political on this, but if they're going to shut down um, these games, then I think the next step would be to get the majority of the league vaccinated, which they are uh, very low um, in terms yeah, of European like leagues. Mid 60%, right? So, yeah. Where, whereas like Germany is like 90 plus or whatever. Germany, so, yeah. um, if they were to shut the, the, the league down, then I would like to, to see some other kind of mitigating things other than just shut it down because, you know, uh, you're going to see your boy Richarlson out running games in in the middle of liverpool with <laughs> how good is that you know yeah so i love that segue for me to get to explain this to the listeners thank you very much uh everton's game this weekend was postponed so richarlison took about five five of his friends and five other friends of friends uh rumors that it was alan our center our center midfielder's friends uh and they had a little game in the park they literally just went to the local park and brought goals mind you and I don't, I don't know if they got them from everton's training ground like that part hasn't been uh released or whatever because they just went to not a soccer field just the park and set up goals <laughs> and had and made a five-a-side game and they like uh you know made it like brought a a boom box or whatever uh bluetooth speaker and played the champions league anthem and did like a little walkout for themselves and they all like that rich allison team wore Everton kits and he wore a full suit and stood on the sideline and like, you know, yelled at him and stuff, uh, which is just like so amazing. Like I, I just, to, to the thought of like seeing that going to your local park and seeing, you know, one of the, you know, a, a guy who's a starting forward for Brazil, like just fucking around in the park. <laughs> like, it's so good. It's just so funny. It's so pure. It's like, like, I feel like if an American athlete did it, they would be like, oh, I want to have this game with my friends. Like, uh, I'll, I'll rent out a place or like we'll put on a thing and maybe like people can come watch or whatever. But like, it's going to be like perfect for the publicity or something like that. And not, not that Richardson is not getting publicity off it. Obviously, I'm talking about it, but it's also like he just thought it would be fun. So he did it. And then right. 
and then whatever whatever it's comes hilarious. from it, it comes from it yeah it's hilarious it's yeah great. it's good um, um i completely agree with you the money will keep this going the thing that will happen is that uh the See, like this goes for leagues around the world, not just soccer. But they'll revise the, their protocols so that because of whatever the the, the current situation with Omicron right. and everything, that vaccinated asymptomatic positives do not keep you off the field. That'll be the new right. thing, uh, and that will keep games happening when they wouldn't be happening under the current protocols in different leagues yeah, and different I mean, leagues will have different ways to do that whether how much they're testing guys or how long you have to stay out but what but they'll basically what they'll be doing is keeping vaccinated it, it but by covid positive asymptomatic players able to perform um yeah i you're seeing that that's just what's gonna happen uh, in the in the nfl right now actually yeah. um they had a ton of their players test positive um and they changed the change the rules, change the testing um, protocols, what were required for for a player to, to become active. Um, and very similar to what you're saying, that vaccinated players that uh, are positive, um, they, they could play um, or they needed like a couple negative tests, 24 hours, whatever. Um, so yes, they, they will change the rules. They will not stop playing games. Um, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Because that's going to lose them money, and yep. they can't do that. I can't be having that. Uh, right. Last one. Pedro says he just left the gym and he smelled something that was nostalgic of Mexico. Hard to describe what it was. Is there a smell that reminds you of something? That's the question. That's the whole question. Is there a smell that reminds you of something? Uh, so it doesn't have to be soccer related. Do you have a smell that reminds of soccer? Okay, maybe that'd be good. I think mine is the smell of unwashed shin pads with a mixture of freshly cut Bermuda grass with ir- irrigation water. Is this a weird question? Let me hear what you think. I mean, it's a weird question, yeah, but it's also a very... As soon as I read this, I just felt that crisp nostalgia. Like, yeah. for whatever, you know, any number of things. Palmer, what yeah. do you have? So, uh, we were talking about this pre-recording, and I, I, I said I don't think that I had a soccer-specific smell, but as we were sitting here, I thought of one. Um, did you put shoe leather on your, Oh, uh, absolutely. On my black Puma Kings. Are you kidding yeah. me? Like I wouldn't, be, yeah. come on. So I, if I smell that, I can, I can smell it now. Yeah. Um, with, with the, the towel, like rubbing it into the, into the leather. Beautiful. Yeah. That's, that's a great um, one. That's, that's very nostalgic. Uh, I don't think I had Puma Kings. I think I had Diodoras, um, and Kelmies. I had Kelmies as well. Um, but the the main one for me uh, is more sounds, um, and I got two sounds that are automatic nostalgia, just bring me to a to a new place or, or an old place. Um, and it is one, the sound of a zipper on a tent. Anytime I hear a zipper on <laughs> okay, a tent, okay. or just like that zipper sound, it's, it's like a just, long zip. It's a long zip. Yeah, zipper. and it's just there's there's a different sound uh, that's specific to a tent. It's something maybe it's because it's muffled inside. I don't know, but it just reminds me of camping with my family. Got we used it. to go yeah. backcountry, um, and it's just it's a sound that just brings me joy. Like it's it's the thing that I look forward to when I camp. Like I love that sound so much. Um, <laughs> and then the other one is. Uh, um, I'm speaking in my NPR voice, but anytime the NPR is on, 
uh, especially like in the winter for some reason. I don't know why it has to be winter. Um, Audie Cornish's voice, I think of my dad cooking dinner for me. So either mom was on a business trip and dad was cooking mm-hmm. dinner, always had NPR on. I can like, you know, this bringing in the smells. I can, I can smell the, uh, the sloppy Joe being made, uh, you know, the, the canned green beans being used, the canned peaches. Uh, if I hear NPR, it's, it's dad's cooking dinner night. So that's, um, those are my two, uh, audio nostalgia. Um, it's, it's interesting. You're not a smells guy. Basically is what you're telling me. You're just not a smells guy. I have so I'm, many for smells. So many. I, I can't. I mean, you. I mean, like maybe we'll have some if you if you mention the shoe leather for me. That's shoe leather is a great one. Shoe leather is a great one. My yeah. my best. And there's many things I can like. If I picture the memory, I can tell. I can pick. Like I get the smell too, right? So like right. Whatever the. I mean, most of these smells are bad smells, right? They're like locker room style smells. Mm-hmm. But like if I think about the locker room, my that I played football in, like I I, I can smell it. Like whatever. Um, but the, the one that's most unique to me or like specific is, uh, a old hockey rink, like mm-hmm. a hockey rink that is like a barn style in Minnesota or Wisconsin. It's very cold inside. It's like not really heated, you know, and it it is musty because, uh, there's so much sweat happening there, but it's like too cold for like bacteria to really grow. So it's like not, it's not as bad as like your hockey bag. It's like just a very particular cold stink. That's different. And it also has like the, this, the cold smell and the cold feel like when you breathe in hard, cold air, right? That like kind of crispness to it. Yeah. Yeah. That is a very, and I played a lot of hockey growing up in those kind of places. And that's a very particular thing. And it's very different than if you go to a new one where there's like, the i don't know if it's a different kind of ice or like whatever different like it's the prep of the ice is different but it's like there are there there's it's it's a binary thing every hockey rink is either or um so that's one for me for like sure that. for sure uh and there's another there's other i mean there's so many to me that are like very distinct places uh the there's um a coffee shop that probably doesn't exist anymore on McAllister's campus McAllister people listening to this will all like probably think of it, but I can't think of the name of it. Uh, they had, used to have garlic fries um, on Grand Avenue on the left side. If you're going towards the river uh, <laughs> where I just like wrote so much of my like papers and shit. And I can just, this gar- the, that very strong garlic smell, but also coffee like together is mm-hmm. weird. And just like totally can smell it and feel it in, in my, in my nostrils. That mm-hmm. one for sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, also soccer. I feel like soccer and and uh, uh, golf. I played a lot of golf, right? Like the fresh cut grass thing. That's so nice, so nice. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm a I'm a auditory guy. Like the sound of uh, of athletic tape. I feel like you know, like like that rip. Yeah. Um, that I feel like is is very nostalgic for me. I I don't hear that very often. Um, but if I was to hear it, I, I try I would, not to uh, hear that. I try not to hear that. I would definitely go back to the old glory days. Um, but yeah, I feel like s- smells. I don't. I don't really didn't really stick with me. It's it's mainly sounds. I feel like so. Well, like a 
a freshly waxed, or maybe it's not waxed. I don't know. I don't know anything about these kind of things. Uh, but like a nice gym, a really nice See, gym, I hate, an empty, really nice that. gym. I hate oh. that smell. I oh. hate the smell of uh, of like newly waxed gym floor. I yeah. hate it. Oh man, I I just feel like in this. I'm this, I'm thinking back to being like twelve or fourteen or sixteen years old, and like getting access with three of your friends to like an empty, really nice gym was like, mm-hmm. oh fuck yeah, like this is gonna be great. We're gonna play like full court. Like you know, we're used to not having like playing if you're playing basketball you're like playing outside and some kind of crappy hoop and it's windy and cold you live in wisconsin but then all of a sudden you get access to like uh, the gym at at the university whatever and there's nobody there you're like oh my god this is so fun this is amazing yeah yeah i like it this is a, this is a great question i i encourage our listeners yeah there's got to be some good listener ones yeah uh give us some nostalgic you know smells uh Auditory is good. Um, anything us, works. Anything give us, works. Give us smells. Uh, don't have to be sports related. Just like uh, that bring you back to a, a place in time, probably from your childhood or whatever nostalgia. I love your zipper one. Your zi- tent zipper. The, zi- the zipper one is just amazing. Anytime I hear it too, like it's, it's so specific. It, it's I love just how so specific. specific. It it's so specific. I just, I love it. I love it. All right. That's it for emails. Soccer thread at gmail.com. Great. Thank you. And, uh, Great email, Pedro. That was amazing. Um, okay, let's. Should we talk about uh, USA Bosnia? I think I saw um, Eric Winalda maybe got on Twitter or something and took a video of himself, maybe complaining about this one-zero um, victory over Bosnia Herzegovina. Uh, I didn't watch the video because he just seems like he's a grumpy old man. The replies to the tweet, I think, said something like someone allowed grandpa to have the phone for too long or something. So I imagine he was complaining about um, about this game. Colin, you watched most of this game. I watched maybe um, five minutes of it. I watched long enough to see my, my draw bet um, go down the toilet. Um, thoughts on this? Like, do we care about this game? Was this something... Um, we'll talk about our record in 2021 in just a minute, but what do you think? What'd you see, Colin? Anything good come from this? Uh, I mean, I think we played a bunch of kids, which is good. I, I think that there's not really many. You can nitpick at the roster decisions and things like that always. Um, everyone has their guy that they wish played more or wish played less. Like some people think Jackson Ewell should never play again. Okay, fine. Like, yeah, but... Greg Berhalter doesn't agree with you. Fine. But like his idea, I'm going to play a lot of kids and especially ones that haven't had a lot of opportunities in the past with the national team. Yeah, he did that. So, okay. He picked the the guys he likes. Um, I think that's great. I don't think we played well. We played pretty bad. Uh, They got a red card at about the 40th minute, which really made the (laughs) game worse. Tell me more. This was a friendly Tell me more about the red card, please, because when do you see red cards in friendlies? I mean, it is so stupid. Like, <laughs> it's a tackle that doesn't need to be made, and he makes it, like, late into, like, kind of, like, the back side of uh, an American player. I can't remember. Maybe Acosta, who's just, like, stepping to a ball and is gonna, always going to get there first, you know? And it's like, I mean, I, I guess you could, like, kick out, like, you know, kick him in the leg kind of like the outside of your foot would be, like, the... 
yellow card way to do it. But instead, like he just goes full slide tackle and and gets him with his his uh, his studs and the ref standing like on top of the play, and he's just the ref's like, I have to give you a red card for that, like. And the guy looks so shocked about it. And it is a little bit like shocking because it was such a nothing play. Um, mm-hmm. But and it and it didn't really. Uh, it was like it wasn't spectacular because the American player was not moving very fast, so he didn't like go heads over heels and like go flying through the air. Um, but it was just like you can't put your studs in the back of someone's leg. Like, what are you doing? Right um, in a friendly. In a friendly. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Leave. Uh, so. That was, I mean, it just killed the game too. Like, not that the game was like great before that, but um, I guess like it just never grew into the ability to like get stretched and get open where it would become fun because then they just sat back and played 10 behind the ball and, you know, sure, okay, that's that's like a scenario or whatever that I guess the teams will want to work on, but like 60 minutes of that or whatever it was of that, 50 minutes of that was like not fun. Yeah, not fun at all. U.S. didn't look great at at breaking them down, which isn't a surprise. Um, okay, like that was the exercise. Like it was no fun. But I mean, generally speaking, I th- I thought like the point to to get guys who hadn't had experience experience was good. I think there were three guys who got their first cap, maybe um, one of whom scored, right. um, and then uh, Cole. That's Cole Bassett, who I, I don't really think is gonna be a first team player, but whatever mm-hmm. uh the one guy who i think i don't know of those three is kind of the most important in a way is jonathan gomez who's just turned 18 recently turned 18 is a left back plays for sociedad real sociedad but like in their reserves b, b team whatever mm-hmm. but is a dual national with mexico who apparently there's interest from mexico blah 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 but it seems like we have the inside track obviously he's playing in this friendly for us his brother who didn't end up making the full men's national team, uh, played in the U.S. U-20s. But Jonathan Gomez himself has been back and forth between the two um, youth systems, the youth teams for U.S. and Mexico. So, I mean, whether we really – I'm not saying like, oh, this is the end-all, be-all, and this guy would walk into our first 11. No, he wouldn't. But, you know, it's always good to to get those dual nationals so that Mexico can't have them. And, right. and who knows? Some of them work out. So, um I think that's the biggest thing from this nothing of a game. I mean, if that's the biggest thing from this nothing of the game, let's talk about the U.S. men's national team's year in 2021 and, you know, uh, future looking forward. Um, we are we're a firmly Greg Berhalter out um, on this pod. I'm but, not as Greg um, Berhalter out they, as the rest of you, which now makes it 50-50 <laughs> on this pod, but go ahead. They... They won 17 games in the calendar year in 2021 and set a record for the U.S. men's national team. Um, what beat Mexico three times, uh, won CONCACAF Nations League, is that if that's a thing, won that trophy, won a gold cup, um, beat Mexico in both of those games, uh, you know, beat Mexico again. Um, in uh, World Cup qualifying, um, some pretty big signature wins in 2021 um, leading up to the World Cup. Uh, this game kind of, you know, caps everything off. How are you feeling, Colin, um, after this year? 
and moving forward into 2022 because that is the year that's going to matter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this year mattered in some respects, right? Like the World Cup qualifying that has happened mattered. Um, you know, if we had really shit the bed, we could be kind of on the outside looking in. As we've said before, I think we did, we've done well enough so far in World Cup qualifying. Uh, we, you got to give us A's in the tournaments we've played, right? We won them. We beat Mexico in them. Uh, so got to feel good about that. I, I would say I feel good about the year. I'm not saying I give Greg or the team an A+, plus, but, you know, solid B-plus or A-minus results are good, right? And coming off the year before that and maybe the year before that and definitely the year before that, uh, where they were not the U.S. Men's National Team was not getting grades anywhere near that that level, right? Um, maybe because we were fielding more experimental rosters or whatever, but it was not. We were not loving it and and head over heels at any point in there. Um, so, gotta say, trending in the right way. That being said, I'm not feeling like oh, we're gonna keep moving up in 2022, and like the future is so bright right now. Like I feel like. Uh, we are still very flawed. I don't think there's an easy fix. I don't think, I think we'll qualify for the World Cup, but I, I'm not saying like, oh man, and we're going to kill it and do the best any American team has ever done at the World Cup and yet it, teams better look out for us and we're a dark horse or you know any of that kind of like feeling. I, I don't think there's, we have any reason to, to feel like that team is that um, complete in a way or like consistent. Is there any, so, you know, we're fans and you and I particularly uh, are fans, I mean, maybe less than Mike, but we tend to hang out on the dark side of things. Um, but for the players, is there any reason to look back at 2021 and, and think, you know, is there confidence? Was it a confidence building year or is it just like, it's international soccer. It's weird. Uh, you know, everything seems to be game by game. Um, is this like a, a, a something that they can kind of hang their hat on and, and build from it? Or is it just, again, like the Bosnia game where it's just like, okay, no, good I, things. I mean, I think, I think a lot of guys got battle tested, right? And playing Mexico in three very competitive games. Like, you're we're now losing that excuse in a good way, right? That like, oh, these guys haven't been, Yunus Musa doesn't know what it's like to play against X or play in Y environment. Like, no, we're losing that. And, and we're also getting the fact that these guys have played together a lot. Um, so the guys that will play meaningful games in the back half of the World Cup qualifiers and in the World Cup, should we get there, will have played meaningful games together. Um, so that's a good thing. I think that's that's only a, a positive. And there were some spots there where that looked like it wouldn't be true, right? Like maybe halfway through this year, it was like, who's our striker? Josie? Like, I don't know. Like, we were like, fuck if I know, PFOC? Like, it was very unsettled. DK? Yeah. Uh, and now it's like, okay, Pepe's our number one. Okay, he's, he, for better or for worse, he's, young he's imperfect he hasn't knack for goal though and he's he's gonna yeah. be the number one and he's now getting a run of games with the national team and that's good yeah like that is uh objectively progress so um i think those kind of things are, are really good um 
still everything you said about international soccer being like comes down to a few breaks and it kind of means nothing in the end if you don't have a good day on the day that's most important or something like that um, is all true. Like the biggest stages are going to be basically one-off games and knockout games and things like that where anything can happen. So that's all true, but I think all those things are, are progress. Everything is moving in the right direction. Possible exception of John Brooks, but like whatever. That's yeah. that's a, a very minor exception. You could say, oh, well, right. other guys, Miles Robinson has stepped up, Walker Zimmerman has stepped up and, and are outperforming our expectations. So not a problem. Matt Turner is like, beginning of this year, you know, did he have any caps or was like completely on the fringes? And now he looks like, oh, he, maybe he's our number one and he's really good. So, yeah. Um, I feel like we do this once every pod, but um, what are your. I thought you were going to say, did he level? mean it? Did he mean it? <laughs> what, did, did they mean 2021? Did they mean it all? <laughs> um, what are you, what's your level of confidence going into these, these next couple of. Uh, qualifying um are we going to qualify i feel like i was 98 percent last time uh yeah i think i was 90 last time time. i don't think there's anything that's changed from from this one game to say i'm I'm not 90 percent anymore um if anything that has changed it's that uh some of our key players seem to be getting healthy and playing all right um or you know staying healthy if there are people like christian pulisic who get hurt every 10 games uh so christian's uh, who was player of the year, uh, U.S. men's national team player of the year this year, and I think just very deservedly so. Uh, yeah. He is healthy, and Weston McKenney had a little bit of a knock and is back in action and playing well. So I think those are you know, two of our most important players, and, and they're healthy. So I think that that's, that's a really good sign. So, um, again, trending in the right way, but you know, not in some kind of huge, meaningful way where we should – really readjust our expectations okay um i like that so let's talk about um you know a little callback to pedro's email about um premier league making a decision to kind of delay games for a while um into january um he's asking those people to kind of be reasonable and 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 think about things but uh when the people that are in charge of scheduling and maybe you know say like a ucl uh, Champions League draw um, can't figure out how to pull uh, ping pong balls out of a big hopper uh, to properly group um, the final 16 um, they're not going to make good decisions this was uh, this was hilarity on uh, the the biggest of scales Colin talk about the the Champions League draw here and um, and the redraw amazing amazing stuff Oh my gosh! It's, I mean, champion or just uh, world soccer organizations in general. I don't want to single out UEFA, but like they're all just hilarious. Right. They're all so hilarious. Yes. And so, like when the something like this happens, <laughs> you're just like, oh yes, great. Um, before we even get into this, I want to say that the, every time that I see them drawing ping pong balls, it strikes me that w- at one point in my life, I watched a documentary on someone cheating the lottery. And they yeah. interviewed like people who, the, yeah, who, and they said the only reason to use ping pong balls in a lottery draw is if you is to want it. to rig it, right? Like that's the worst, <laughs> like fairness. Like people know it from like kind of like bingo balls or whatever. Like 
it's a known uh you know thing that appears to be very uh acceptable or something like that but it's like right. the real reason to use ping pong balls is so that you can rig it right like that's it needs to be ping pong balls if you're going to rig it you can't rig or it's much harder to rig whatever computers or i don't know other ways you would do it but i was right. like so obviously uefa is using ping pong balls right so, so just just to set the table um and what happens is uh they when they draw originally they draw Villarreal against United Man- Manchester United but those two teams were in the same group so they are, they take the Man United ball and they're like whoops can't have that one and they they draw another one and that team is is set to play Villarreal okay fine but then they forget to put the United ball back in the pot when they draw <laughs> the next one so yeah. then they draw uh, Atletico Madrid out of the next one which uh, they they had put Liverpool's ball, I think, in that pot instead of Man United's ball, which would, should have been, I can't remember exactly. the, But it's like they put, picked one out, and then they switched it out for the wrong one, and they put the wrong one in there. And then, right. you know, the whole draw is compromised after that because the percentages aren't right that, you know, this, this one should have been able to be picked, but this one shouldn't have been able to be picked, whatever. Um which is just like again, why are they using ping pong balls? Why are they? Why is it Andre Arshavin who's like involved in this and is like part of the mechanics of uh, who gets to play who and whether that's fair and all that kind of shit? Like only right. if you want to rig it, only if you want to rig it. So uh, hilarious well, though. And then they had to redraw. Yeah. So well, so they they just were essentially they're just like well we already drawed United, or, so we're going to just hold. We're gonna hold them out, right? Yeah. We d- we made this mistake. We'll just we'll just hold them out. Well, that's fine. Uh, so they ended up redrawing. This is the best part. This is why it's why it's rigged. Who did United draw? Atletico Madrid. <laughs> so it was always gonna be them. It yeah. Was I was like, oh shoot, they didn't draw Atletico Madrid. <laughs> We're gonna redraw. <laughs> gonna redraw. Something must be wrong here. <laughs> My favorite, uh, my favorite story from this was a Twitter story actually of uh, a Chelsea. It's like a snapshots of a Chelsea guy's like I don't know, text his friends or something, where he's like, they Chelsea draws Lille in the first draw, and he mm-hmm. like books his plane ticket immediately, and he's like, got it booked, boys, going to Lille, like so excited, and then it redraws, and he's like, fuck, whatever. He's like, are you kidding me? And then he calls the, in, then the next one is like, called the the uh, airline. I had to argue with them, but they, they canceled my flight. And then the redraw happens, whatever. It's like 20 minutes later or something. And they draw Leal again. And he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just so funny. We, um, uh, do a secret Santa here in Portland with some, some friends of ours. Uh, Dan is included in this and, uh, we use group me and I feel like this is what, uh, UEFA is going to end up using. They're just yeah. going to. You're going to get an email, um, and the directors at, at United have to log on and, and see who they play, um, and that's how it's how it's going to be. No more ping pong balls. No more uh, Arshavan pulling ping pong balls out of a hopper. It's just. Oh, I mean, it's so if you good. want the drama, you can still do it. Just like run, ten thousand simulations of the draw, right? That are that all check all the rules at the end, and then. Uh, just pick whatever. Have some kind of way to pick a number one through ten thousand. 
And then you're just like, okay, the 4,000 simulation. Okay, which was that one look like? Here it is. Pretty, I, there's a million you, you easy ways to do this, right? Besides drawing ping pong balls live, whatever. It's great. They need, what should happen is they should get a fan from every single team. Draw the team that they are going to be playing, right? So like a PSG fan draws from the pot. <laughs> it's like the when they used to, uh, this is like Fox Sports World maybe? But they used to have like the two yes. commentator, like uh, yes. a Chelsea yes. guy and an Arsenal guy um, who are like amazing. calling the game. Yeah. Yes. So good. Um, so let's talk about the the round of sixteen and the draws here. Um, PSG will play Real Madrid. Uh, Liverpool playing um, Inter Milan. I'm just kind of picking out maybe the the tastiest matches matchups. Um, talked about um, Atletico. Um, and, and United. Um, Colin, what is your, uh, your favorite matchup of, of these games here? Uh, well, my, the biggest one is PSG Madrid. Yeah. Um, that's like head and shoulders, the biggest one. Madrid are playing right. well right now. Um, despite the fact that they're kind of like by Madrid standards without as many Galacticos maybe, or their Galacticos like Benzema and Modric are a little over the hill. Right. Um, they're actually playing well, so I totally have the ability to to beat PSG. But it's also, I mean, the real beauty of it or whatever is it's Messi and Sergio Ramos playing against yeah. uh, Madrid, but yeah. together, like that's so right. that's so good. That that narrative is good. Um, Great narrative. So yeah, one can only hope that Sergio Ramos gets sent off against Madrid. Like, I mean, it's about thirty percent likely to happen, I think, statistically speaking, probably. Um, but like that's 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 great narrative. So I think that's the one that's whatever the world is looking forward to. Um yep. for me, Chelsea Lille has um Pulisic versus Wea. That's good. And then Salzburg has um Brendan Aronson and they play Bayern, which is kind of I don't know always exciting. I like I like yeah. w- watching Bayern play. We don't see I personally don't watch a ton of Bundesliga. Also, when I do turn them on in Bundesliga, they're like it's in the morning and they're already up five zero, and nice. so like I I really like watching Bayern play very competitive matches. So I'm not sure that's going to happen against Salzburg. Actually, they might just wipe them five zero. But um, definitely interested to see Brendan Aronson at any time playing. You know the level above the Austrian league, which he is pretty much tearing up right now. He's in their Austrian league, best 11 this, uh, yeah. of the year so far. Tune, tune in to air to, uh, to watch some air Ronson. Um, air Ronson. <laughs> who, do you have a team in here that you think might be able to upset or, you know, sporting playing man city? Do you see any upsets there? Benfica, Ajax, I think um, I Ajax think, a couple of years was kind of a an upstart team. I mean, I think Ajax um, is big favorites there. Ajax are like flying right now, uh, right. setting records. Uh, Villarreal, Juventus, I'll say, is the one where I think, uh, like the last two I just mentioned, Chelsea, Lille, and Bayern, Salzburg are like nicely primed for upsets in in a way. Like the bigger team, there's a, a definite bigger team and Lillard team, but I think both of those go to the bigger team pretty easily. Uh, Villarreal, Juventus, uh, Juventus are certainly, uh, what do you want to say? Uh, at sixes and sevens right now, they're, Mm -hmm. they're, they're not the normal Juventus, but 
still going into the Champions League knockout round, they're still Juventus. They still have a ton of talent. It you know they it's kind of like we've said that a million times. Kind of I think in the past about Madrid and they've kind of gotten the job done and, and won however many Champions Leagues in a row. Um, it's still Madrid in the Champions League knockouts. Good luck. Like you don't want to face them. So, but I I think Villarreal is is a team that can do it. Um, yeah. So I think that's a good one. Um, yeah, I think that's that's really the one for me. I mean, because like Atlético versus Manu. Yeah, Manu's underdogs, but like they have so much talent, like. If they get past them, you're not going to yeah. be like stunned. Like, oh, okay, they have, yeah, they should they be playing Ronaldo like that all the, the time. Like, whatever. Yeah, they have they have Ronaldo, Ronaldo in the Champions League. Yeah, like, Ronaldo in the Champions League. Like, it's that's all stunning. you really need yeah. to say. Um, all right, those games start mid February. I'm sure that we will talk about those groupings and those games again. Um, there wasn't a ton of Premier League. Um, most of them were postponed. Yeah. Uh, gave Richarlson a, a, an opportunity <laughs> to get out in the town. Um, Spurs did play Liverpool to, uh, this morning. Um, Spurs drew 2-2. All I'm going to say is that uh, the two-week rest that they had for the COVID that ran through their team, uh, they looked really good. They probably should have scored four goals. Um, finishing was woeful, but they look a little bit more uh, creative and active than they did under um, Nuno. So uh, we're going to win the league. Um, City are top, but that's that's... Not for long. Um, I don't know. Colin, do you have anything to say about Premier League? I mean, I want to know why Spurs are good now. Like, I saw the – I didn't see much of this game, but I saw the expected goals, the XG, like, map, and it was like – it's hard to get an XG above, like, two or two and a half. Like, even in a game, you your team you feel like your team plays really well. Uh, yeah. th- their expected goals was, like, three and a half in this game. I was like, wow. Yeah. They must have been just all over Liverpool. Um, which is, you know, Liverpool for is not the Liverpool of, I don't know, three years ago or whatever when Klopp's teams were like scoring a lot but giving up a lot. This is like a very complete Liverpool team. Uh, wh- why was Spurs able to play so? Like, wh- what happened? What's what's different? I is it like I don't know. is it like energy like players playing better or is it like different guys in different spots? They had two weeks off. It's not really different guys in different spots. Uh, Deli Ali started for the first time in God knows when um, and played really, really well today. Um, so maybe he's a player who's like uh, needs to be motivated I, you know, or like the, whatever, like the, can play really the, well, but rarely does. The January transfer window is, you know, about to open. Um, <laughs> so Harry Kane scored for the first time yeah, yeah. In, in that stadium since May. Of last year, um, you know, so he's looking to to move. So who knows? Maybe that's what it is. I think Conte's got him playing really well. Um, his his plan might be a little bit, you know, more clear. Uh, it's it's definitely not as pragmatic and sit back and defend. Um, so they're they're going for it, which is nice. Um, and who you know, they just played well today. I I don't know what the um, they also, you know, lost a couple weeks ago in the CONCACAF champions. In the Cup, CONCACAF champions? Whatever. Cup? I don't who I don't know. What are they called? Euro, the Europa Cup. Oh, the Europa Conference Champions, League, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. We played the um, kids in that, I think, didn't we? Yeah. Yes, but, you know, they still lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they still lost to, like, so, some absolute minnows. Yeah, and, you know, 
this was just, I don't know, this is a weird week with all the postponements. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, you know, I'm chalking this one up to actually fresh legs. They got three or four games postponed. Um, I don't, I don't, with like the postponement of the Burnley game a couple weeks ago uh, because of snow and then COVID, I don't know if Spurs have actually played a competitive match in two and a half weeks. So I'll chalk it up to fresh legs and, and move on. So Yeah, you'll take it, but nothing to be learned from it kind of. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, not flying too close to the sun like I like yeah. I did uh, at the beginning enough. of the year. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, all right, so that's that's all we got. We got uh, Christmas and and um, I'm sure Pedro. I'm sorry, but a packed fixture list. Um, the Premier League will definitely be doing that. So enjoy enjoy that. Enjoy your time. Be safe. Get vaccinated. Wear a mask. Um, that's all I got. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Cliff. down turn turn me down i'm gonna need you to be in ready position not 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 not